Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we have Ryan Pineda with Home Run Offer, and he's flown in from Vegas to share how he made his first million without any marketing or staff. If this is your first time tuning in, I am Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the Offer Fast Homes app, the only MLS for off-market wholesale properties. And I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires, so if that's something you wanna do, let's connect on Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And as a friendly reminder, I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. If you get value today, please tell a friend. You can share this episode right now. Tag a friend below or tell them your best takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. And don't forget, this is a live show. So please post your questions and Ryan will be very happy to answer them. You ready? I'm ready, man. All right. First question, softball. Well, I guess maybe a fastball for you. Yeah. Uh, what got you in the real estate? Man, so I've been asked to play softball a lot, but uh, <laughs> I'm done with that. So, you know, I started out uh, as a baseball player. You know, I didn't really care about real estate and, uh, you know, baseball was really my goal. So just to, to bring it to the real estate really quick, I uh, got drafted when I was 21 by the Oakland A's and I didn't get a very big signing bonus. So... I knew I was going to need a job in the off season. Um, for those who don't know, you only make about twelve hundred bucks a month in the minor leagues. So that's crazy. It's crazy, dude. And you can't negotiate it like real estate. Like that is what it is. You yeah. sign your life away. And so um, I was like, well, if I make six grand a year, I'm probably going to need another job. So I got licensed when I was 21. And oh, right away. Right away. I just knew. And so my mom had been a realtor for. 20 something years. So I just knew that like, Hey, this would be a good job with, you know, I could go leave, play baseball for six months, go do real estate for six months, whatever. And so that's what I did. It was uh, 2010 in, you know, the pretty much bottom of the recession. We were just about to come out and, um, I'm in Las Vegas and prices are super low and I'm just trying to figure out how to be an agent. So, I'm going for my mom, who's been old school, you know, her whole life. And so she's like, yeah, put ads out in the paper and, you know, this and that. I'm like, okay. And I'm like this 21-year-old kid. Yeah. So I'm putting ads in the paper and the classifieds and getting clients. And obviously I'm getting like really old people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like this young kid trying to sell them houses. And so luckily somehow I, I sold houses and did that. Um, and I did it for a couple of years. So in this time, you're playing for the A's minor or their farm. Yeah. You're in Vegas. Yeah. So that was kind of fortunate, right? Or Well, the, the A's weren't there yet. Okay. So like you, you're from Vegas or were you Born from? and raised, yep. So you're born and raised in Vegas. Yeah. And your farm was in Vegas. No. Oh. No. So in the off season, I would live in Vegas. So gotcha. from, you know, whatever, six months. And okay. then they would send me out here actually for spring training. Okay. And so we do spring training for a month or two, and then we would go off to the season. And so, man, I've played in, like I could tell you so many places, but, um, I ended up doing that for eight years with Oakland and with other teams okay. in the minor leagues, never got to the big leagues. I wasn't good enough, but, um, yeah. So real estate was always for the six months I wasn't playing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then, so you got into real estate, you started advertising the paper. Yeah. So I was an agent, um, had no idea what I was doing. And after a couple of years, I realized I hated it because like I would get clients and they, they make me go show a thousand houses and they wouldn't buy. And every, like every realtor knows how that goes. Uh -huh. And, uh, I said, you know what? I'm tired of doing this. And so I had just gotten married to my wife and we moved into this little apartment and, you know, I furnished it with, um, 
couches and stuff from Craigslist. I didn't have a lot of money. And I had this like idea in my head. I was like, dude, if I uh, could resell this stuff, I could like make a lot of money because I got a good deal. Mm-hmm. And so I tested my theory and I started flipping couches and flipping like appliances, like anything you can imagine, I was flipping it. Wow. And um, it became a legit business. I was, I was making six, eight grand a month flipping crap on Craigslist. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was like that, you know, like I see Gary Vee do it on like garage sales and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing that a long time ago. Yeah. And um, it was great. Like I had storage units full of couch. It was like my showroom. <laughs> and uh, all I would do is just get a distressed couch, go clean it up a little bit, and then throw it on Craigslist again and deliver it for them. I've Turn never key. heard of distressed furniture. That's interesting. You got to find a motivated seller <laughs> so, for distressed furniture. Because you see it with like, I heard some people that got started, they were selling cars. Yeah. Or they would buy them cheap, yep. fix them a little bit and flip them. Cars are way harder because a car has all these parts. I don't know anything about mechanic stuff. Mm-hmm. I can wash a cushion cover, you know? And there's no like mechanical stuff that's gonna come back on me like, like dude, this car's a piece of crap, it doesn't yeah. work. And it doesn't require capital. I just need like $100 to buy a couch and I can go sell it for three. Wow, okay, so then what, when did you start flipping? So I quit real estate to do that and I was still doing baseball. Mm-hmm. And I was making good, man, I thought I was rich, honestly. And um, around 2014, the end, I uh, started to realize like, all right, baseball's not going where I want it to go. Like I'm probably not getting to the big leagues. And I pretty much have reached my potential in couch mm-hmm. flipping. Like I literally bought every couch there was in Craigslist. I'm like, I can't, I can't do any more He's than the I couch do. Guy. Yeah, I'm, I was the king. And um, I didn't like it. I just mm-hmm. was doing it. And so- Paid the bills. Yeah, paid the bills. And um, so my wife and I went on a one year anniversary to New Orleans and I sat there and I was just reflecting on our first year of marriage. And um, I, I started praying and I was like, God, what do you like want me to do? Up until this point, I thought it was play baseball. It's not, you know, I know it's definitely not real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's definitely not flipping couches forever. And uh, I was like, just give me a sign. And I kid you not, like that day, I saw an advertisement on TV for Scott Yancey's course or a seminar thing, mm-hmm. the flipping Vegas guy. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was like, that's a scam. Like I already knew just, I was all, I'm always a skeptical person. Like mm-hmm. whenever I see guys on Instagram or whatever, I'm like, I don't believe it. I don't believe anything. And so I felt like God saying, no, look into it. So I Googled it and I was like, Scott Yancey scam. And <laughs> that's your Google search. Yeah, that was my search. I was like, Scott Yancey uh, seminar scam. And then the first <laughs> thing to pop up was bigger pockets. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about it on the forums. And they were like, yeah, you don't need to do that, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, all the information's on bigger pockets. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, they're saying that you can buy houses like with no money. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking on bigger pockets and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna buy these books. So I bought the books and um, it like opened my eyes. I was like, whoa, like you really can buy money or buy, buy houses without your own money. And they started talking about this thing called wholesaling, which Mm -hmm. I still didn't even understand. Like I read about it and I was like, being an agent, you're like, you can't do that. Right. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, whatever. The thing that intrigued me was the hard money because Mm -hmm. I knew I could, I was good at finding deals. I'd been a good deal finder my whole life and I just couldn't buy them. And so after I learned about hard money, I was like, okay, I know what to do. 
And so this was all on the trip on our anniversary. I was just crushing books. And um, I was so excited about it. And I told my wife, I was like, babe, like we're gonna flip houses. And she's like, whatever. Like, she was like, you know, like, do, you know, I trust you. Whatever you want to yeah. do, you could do. She like, she has such blind faith. It's crazy. That's awesome. And um, so we get on the plane flight back. And honestly, I was so cheap. Like, we didn't even sit together because we just like bought the tickets and we didn't pay the extra fee to pick your seat. And mm-hmm. so we got separate seats. And I'm sitting next to this guy, this really old guy, and I'm still reading this next book. And he's like, what so you went to like this, like the bookstore to buy these books? No, I bought a Kindle. I had a Kindle. So oh, I just okay. bought the ebook. Gotcha. And um, so I'm reading the ebook and he's like, what are you reading? And I was like, oh, I'm just reading about flipping houses and stuff. I'm going to be a house flipper. And he's like, interesting. He's like, you know, I, I've been flipping houses for 30 years. I was like, whoa. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, so what's your plan? And I was like, well, I'm going to get a hard money loan and I'm going to flip this thing. And he's like, well, why do you even need a hard money loan? You can just take it subject to, you could do contract for deed. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I was so confused. And um, he's like, I'll send you some stuff about it. And he's like, honestly, I want you to know, like, I, I really, I don't talk to many people, but he's like, I kind of felt like God calling me to talk to you about this. And I was like, I was getting goosebumps. I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap. And so that was all I needed, like mm-hmm. to have the faith that it was gonna work out. And so I got back, this is the end of 2014, and I had 10 grand in the bank. That was what I had saved up from flipping couches. And the thing I actually took from the seminar and all the like angry posts and bigger pockets was, oh, they make you like raise your credit card and you know go through that process and apply for new ones. And I was like, that's actually a good idea because I'm gonna use that as a down payment. Mm-hmm. And so I maxed out all my credit cards and got another 50. And, uh, I don't advise like anybody to do this, but this is what I did. So it is what it is. And, um, I maxed them all out. I had like 60 grand to play with. Um, like two months later, I found my first deal on Craigslist from a wholesaler, uh, bought it. And, uh, like two weeks later, I saw another deal in the MLS. And I thought it was too good to be true because I was like, this house doesn't even need work. But like the comps say this and he only wants this. Mm-hmm. So I ended up using my remaining funds and I bought it. And I was like, well, we're just going to see what happens. And uh, I fixed that house in two days. Like it didn't need anything. Mm-hmm. I just like cleaned it up and whatever. Threw it back on the market. First day offer for what I wanted. And then it sold like 40 days later. And I made like 25000 And I said holy crap, like I had 10 grand and now I have 35 grand. So you bought something off the MLS. Yeah. And you spent two days. Two days and I marked it back up and I made 25 grand. What the hell was the other agent doing? I have no idea. I really don't. (laughs) And I just, you know, I really do think it was like a blessing from God to just give me the confidence and like, look, you can do this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was crazy. I don't know what the heck the deal was. Right. Yeah. But that's awesome. All right. You're making it wor- you, you made it work by taking action. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that we were talking about beforehand is that there's so much information out there. There's mm-hmm. no shortage of available information out there. You know, between all the podcasts, yeah. between all the YouTube videos, between all the Facebook groups, there's a lot of information out there. But there's a lack of action. Right. So you want to talk about on that a little bit? Yeah. So... I think so many people and, you know, I had some people last night, um, you know, do, I did a little meetup and, you know, they're, they're Where asking, was that? I didn't get an invite. 
Dude, I just threw it out on Instagram stories, man. So it's all good. You would I lost money gambling, so you you're lucky you didn't come. So um, you know, basically they're like, oh, but you know, what do I do about my CRM? What do I do about I like I don't understand how the title company works. I like I need a realtor for my team and this and that. And I'm like, why are you worried about all this crap? I'm like, how many leads you got? Oh, I don't have any like so why do you need a CRM? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, you literally just need to get a deal, like do whatever it takes to get a deal. And then the rest, you'll figure it out as the deal goes on. I go, and honestly, if you get a deal, like I'll buy it and I'll walk you through it. Like right. just do something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, I, I, I tell people like there's two different schools of thought. Uh, one is buy, find buyers first, others find sellers first. I'm with the school of thought. You find the distressed properties, you'll find the buyer. Oh yeah. It, it, it tracks itself. Oh yeah. So like, you know, going and build out the buyers list was like, you know, uh, skip tracing, calling all these different buyers without a seller in hand. Well, bro, you know, what's crazy is like when I started five years ago, they, there was none of these giant Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was no like, how long ago was this in the very beginning of 2015. Okay. So this, this is my fifth year. And yeah, there was like no $80,000 or 80,000 member groups that mm-hmm. you are now. Like if you have a deal, all you can literally do is just press, I have a deal, enter. And you're going to get 8 million people who are like, send me the deal, send me the deal. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you, there's no excuse for getting a buyer's list today. Right. Um, okay. So you did your first couple of flips, right? When did, when did you realize that flipping was the, the way to go? I mean, I know you, you kind of had this this calling, yeah. right, this vision, yeah. but you're still playing baseball. Yep. So like, how did you know yeah. when it was time to make the leap? So, you know, that was 2015, very beginning when I bought my first flip. And um, that year I bought five homes, you know, it was my first year. And um, a lot of people like, they get discouraged and they tell me like, yeah, I only, I only did like five deals my first year. I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. Like you did really good. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I was still playing baseball. I wasn't giving up the dream because I knew that with baseball, you have a lifespan. You know, once you reach a certain age, you're done. You can't mm-hmm. go back. Yeah. Real estate's like, you can do this forever. Literally, you can yeah. do it for, there's so many dinosaurs in the business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm gonna give it everything I've got in baseball until I just feel like I got nothing left. And so 2015, I played. Um, 2016, played again. Um, and I bought 20 homes that year. Wow. Yep, while I was playing. And I was doing it, like I said, by myself. Um, when I when I like would leave the game or leave the Las Vegas to go play, I would just have my dad go watch the projects, and you know, I just give him some money when they closed. Who was negotiating the deals? Like me, you're, I was doing it over phone. I mean, you're basically then a virtual flipper. Yeah, I was, and that was honestly playing baseball and flipping taught me to delegate, and yeah. that was what has really helped me be successful today. Is because. Like I push everything. I'm like, why am I even doing this job? Like you need to, we need to create a position to do this job. Yeah. You know, but, uh, when I first, you know, started, I had to learn to do it all myself before mm-hmm. I could teach it. So 2016, you know, I did 20 while I was playing full time. And, um, 2017 was wh- really when I broke through because up until that point, I was still maxing out credit cards, getting hard money, whatever. And so making those payments is scary you can only do so many. And so I was in Bible study and one of my guys was like, yo, you know, I see what you're doing. Um, you know, I want to lend. And this guy, he had been retired worth multi-millions and I knew he was, but you know, it's just like, whatever. 
And so never felt right to ask him. Yeah, you know, I'm not there for that. And so he's like, I want to, I want to get invested. What can you offer? And I said, Hey, here's what I can offer. You know, here's what I'm paying for my hard money. But here's the difference. Like, if you can, pay, if you can give me 100% of purchase and rehab, and then give me deferred interest, so I'm not making all these payments every month. Like, I could buy a lot of deals because mm-hmm. I pass up on a lot of deals because I have no money. And um, he's like, Yeah, that's not a problem. So he started me off with half a million. So I bought a couple homes with it, um, flipped them. He got his return. He's like, Okay, I see you. All and right. I was like, All right, like, what do you want to do? He's like, Let's let's up it to a million. Mm-hmm. So we do a million. You know, he's still getting his return. He's like, Let's up it, you know, two million. I'm like, Okay. So we're still getting his return. And then he's like, Let me let me tell you about my friend friends start coming, whatever. And so that was how I've raised private money, literally just strictly through relationships and um, social media, just showing what I'm doing. Cause mm-hmm. people see it and they're like, okay, he's legit. Right. Um, but anyway, so 2017, I'm still playing baseball and I actually just came off the best season of my career in 2016. And so I'm going into 2017, like, hey, you never know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, my house flipping business was exploding because of him, you know, funding me. And I go to play the season and I kid you not, dude, it was the most stressful time in my entire life that I've ever had because before the game, I would have all these texts and emails about deals and projects and this and that. I still didn't have staff, you know, I was growing faster than I realized. So 2016, how many did you do without staff? 20. 20 without staff. Yeah. Okay. And then so 2017, I still didn't have staff and um, I'm out on the field. And I'm like, I'm getting emails and texts every single minute. And so like before the game, like I'm supposed to be getting mentally prepared to play the game <laughs> and I'm on my laptop, like typing up offers and counter off. I'm like, what am I doing? And then like during the game, I'm playing a game and then I'm thinking about deals. Mm-hmm. And then I, after the game, I, my computer and phone are blown up. I'm like, dude, this is getting really stressful. And so after halfway through the season, I was having the worst season of my career. And um, I honestly wanted to quit because I, you know, just was like, I could see real estate was like my, my future baseball mm-hmm. was not. And, um, but I just didn't have it in me to quit. So while you're going through this balance of figuring out whether to quit or not, yeah. so you did 20 flips in 16. Yeah. How much did you clear on that 20? If you don't mind me asking, we made a little over 200,000 that year because I didn't sell all 20, mm-hmm. you know, I bought 20 and then some rolled over into 2017 and so so you clear 200 yeah but you're still like do i really want to no i knew i knew that i wanted to flip and i was it was going to be my thing but baseball i just didn't want to give it up yeah to be on i enjoy playing you know i love competing i love and like i said i knew i had a lifespan so it's like hey might as well just keep playing until somebody tells me i can't yeah and um so i ended up getting released in 2017 and um because i was playing bad And, um, I just, I was very content with that because I didn't want to quit and it was my way out. And so I had other teams like, yeah, you want to play? I'm like, no. And so I went back to Vegas. Um, and during that time, forgot to mention 2017, um, my buddy who is now my broker partner over at our brokerage, Mm -hmm. he started helping me out because I was like, Hey, look, I'm going to go leave for baseball and I need someone to watch my properties. He's like tight. Like I want to learn the business and you know, same thing I had with my dad, just, mm-hmm. you know, paid him when a property closed. And so he was doing that for me while I was gone. And so when I got back, you know, I went to him and I'm like, okay, um, let's kind of like think about how we can do this like more efficiently with you. And, uh, 
you know, so I'm like, all right, you know, you check on the projects and I'll just keep finding deals and doing what I do. And um, we did that uh, for a few months. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, we're like getting a lot of deals now because once I got finished playing, I was like, well, what do I do with all my time mm-hmm. now? I, I, I'm not gonna train for baseball anymore. Like I'm used to doing that for hours every day. Hours. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, well, I guess like I'll train in real estate, like whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And so I just started getting devoted to it. And I went from doing in 17, the first couple months I was doing like two, three a month, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. When I got released, that was in like August, I immediately bought like 10. <laughs> yeah. And then like ever since I've been buying like 10 a month mm-hmm. and you know, it, it got crazy. Cause once I stopped, I was like, all right, we're going to open up a brokerage now. Mm-hmm. And so him and I opened up a brokerage, he got his broker's license and you know, that's what I was telling you about. We opened it up and I was like, all right, uh, this is about to be 2018. I'm like, we're going to start marketing now. Mm-hmm. And cause I'm <laughs> so like, you're buying all these houses with the marketing. That's what I was saying. Yeah. My first 75 deals, maybe 80, my first 80 deals, I didn't pay a dollar for. Right. As far so as how marketing. are we getting deals brought to you? MLS and wholesalers. That's it. So you're Coleman MLS yourself personally. Yes. Making offers. Yep. Like through the listing agent. I was an agent. Okay. So you're representing yourself. Yep. Making offers. Yep. And then wholesalers, you're developing reputation. Yep. So like right now, if I'm in Vegas and I have a house that I want to sell mm-hmm. as a wholesaler, I think of you. Yep. As a homeowner, do I think of you or is that something different? No, homeowners didn't know me. Okay. Yeah. So I was more business to business, right? Gotcha. So I wanted realtors to know me and wholesalers to know me. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I started doing, and it goes back into how did I get, you know, all these deals without marketing. Um, I just started getting really active on social media. And up until that point, I hated social media. I absolutely hated it. Like I wouldn't know it by looking at your Instagram. I know. I know. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Let me tell you guys this. So up until 2016, I hated social media. If you look on my Facebook, I didn't have an Instagram back then. If yeah. you look on my Facebook, I didn't have any posts. <laughs> one of my uh, buddies was telling me, he's like, bro, if you start posting on social media what you do, people are gonna bring you deals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can, I can do that. Yeah. And he was right. Like I just started posting crap I was doing, you know? And then I started just taking a camera and I was like, hey, I'm at a, you know, I'm at a property, blah, blah, blah. And people liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, wholesalers started DMing me and they're like, yeah, I got a property, you want it? I'm really? like, absolutely. And uh, I met so many wholesalers and realtors doing it that way. And the other thing I did too was, I went on Facebook and added like every single realtor as a friend in Las Vegas. And yeah. so that way they knew who I was. And right. so I got plenty of realtors who were like, oh yeah, I've seen you before, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you and Kenny are competing for these realtors headspace. Yeah. Me and realtor or me and Kenny were doing pretty much the same thing, except Kenny wasn't really looking on the MLS. Kenny was trying to just, you know, talk to realtors directly. Whereas I was still getting the majority from MLS, Mm -hmm. but a lot of referral. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought a lot of stuff from Kenny too. Uh, so there's a nugget there that we kind of glossed over, uh, the, the hard money lender or the private money lender you end up working with partnering with. Yep. Um, he was funding your deals. Yeah. Funding your rehab. Yep. And deferred payments. Yep. So I started doing this last year and I was telling people, Hey, I'm looking for money. I want to pay 10. I want them to fund the whole deal Mm -hmm. and I want deferred payments. Yep. And I was getting laughed at. Yeah. And then I found somebody. Yeah. 
and it's awesome. Yep. So you want to explain to people what that means? Okay. So if you get a typical loan, right, you pay your interest payment every month, your mortgage payment every month. That's how a loan works. Mm -hmm. But you know, you get right now, I think we had at one point last year, 70 homes at once. And so that's like $13 million. <laughs> and so if you have to make that payment every month on 13 mil, you're talking like 130 grand a month, right? Hurt cash a little bit. Yeah. You better be like really bringing in the, the bacon. And so the only way to really scale is to get them to not make you make those payments. Right. And so you just say, Hey, look, here's the deal. You know, you, you're going to give me 150,000. Um, when I sell the property, I'm going to get paid and you're going to get paid. You'll mm -hmm. get the 150 plus whatever has accrued up to that point. And so you would have basically a daily amount mm -hmm. that, um, you know, it costs. And right. so if it takes me 120 days to flip it, that's what you get paid on. Right. Yep. Is there an interest rate that you were marketing at that point? Yeah. So I was, like I said, with my first lenders, I was telling them, I was like, Hey, I'll give you three points, 12%. Mm -hmm. That's what I was paying hard money. And, um, you know, that's what I'll pay. Yeah. And, um, to me, I needed, you know, it was great. Like, oh, you're gonna give me the same terms, but I can buy unlimited. Right. Great. And so, um, I always avoided the profit split model because I just knew I was buying good deals. And so it's like, it's more expensive in the long run. It is. Yeah. And so I would prefer to pay more point. People think that's expensive. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's really expensive. Three points, 12%. Okay, but if the numbers still add up and you're going to make 20 grand, why do you care? Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Very good point. Um, Casey wants to know how do your hair always look good? Is that Casey Ryan? That's Casey Duvall. Oh, okay. Man, dude, you told me this this morning when we were running, okay? <laughs> okay, so I see. <laughs> so we show up at the park at 5.30. So you guys know I do our, 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 our wholesale uh, run club, pacing me and a couple other guys. And I see Ryan this morning, and his hair still looks this good. I was like, what the hell is going on? There's no <laughs> way. He's waking up, that popping out of bed, hair looking that good. But <laughs> Hey, I can get multiple roommates to confirm it happens. But uh, <laughs> I told you in the morning, it's just water. Right now, it's gelled up. So, you know. Uh, so I would say that, you know, a lot of people are selling a lot of courses for 3K, 5K. You could probably sell a course on getting your hair looking that good. That's true. 3K, 5K course. At least 5K, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you were an agent mm -hmm. using that past tense. Yeah. And you decided to open a brokerage. Yep. Okay, so let's explain the rationale because there are a lot of people here that are licensed as well. Yep. Uh, that listen to the show. Why did you open the brokerage? Um, so I had started gaining a little bit of a following and um, I was like, you know what? We're going to do so many flips and stuff. Like, I don't want to be at my old brokerage and a, bring them liability and B, and B like, you know, pay all the fees. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? We'll just start our own. And so um, Nick, my partner and I started the brokerage and um, it's been great ever since. Like I said, we, we've got about 50 agents now in about a year and a half. So it's growing really fast. And the approach we've taken is just social media. Like we don't market for that at all. Mm -hmm. It's just so, strictly social media and, um, with that, we trying to appeal to the investors. I think you're trying to do something similar. Yep, absolutely. So it's like, hey, if you're an investor in Las Vegas and you're not at Forever Home Realty, then quite frankly, you're just probably stupid. Yeah. And um, like make it such a good deal that right. you would be dumb not to join. Yeah, I feel the same way, but I don't say it. I have Jamil say it. <laughs> so it's great. Yeah, no, I mean, I straight up like, when people come to our office for the initial meeting, I'm like, here's how it's going to go down. Like, this is what we do. This is what you get. You know, we're not going to hold your hand and um, we're not going to follow up with you. Mm -hmm. So if you want to join, 
join. If not, it's all good. Like yeah. I'm not gonna hear from you again. So at some point though, you deactivated your license. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, last so what was year. the rationale behind that? So up until that point, right, I was doing the MLS on my own, getting deals, making commissions. So that makes the profit obviously <laughs> better. Um, and then I got a guy named Gabe, who I said is in one of my other posts, the most awkward person ever. And, um, you know, he proved that he was really good because mm -hmm. he was just strictly devoted to it. By then, you know, I got all this crap going on and um, I'm like, you know what? I'm willing to let you do this because mm -hmm. you've proven you can get deals. And so after he started doing it, I was like, what am I even using my license for at this point? Right. I don't have clients. Like, mm -hmm. and so all it brings me is liability. And, you know, like you, you get complaints here or there, like out of the hundreds of flips I've done, I've only had less than five complaints. Mm -hmm. But every time it's just like, if I wasn't licensed, they couldn't complain to the right. real estate board. And yeah. so I was like, you know what? I'm just getting rid of it. And so I got rid of it. Yeah, I haven't gotten complaints. Let's see, I haven't gotten complaints to the board. Yeah. I've gotten lots of complaints. Like you're a broker, you should, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then I explain them where they're wrong and then the issue kind of goes away. Yep. For now. Yeah, for now, until they decide to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're the third person here from Vegas, right? We've had Lath, had Kenny, we had you. Yeah. How is your operation different than your Vegas peers? Um, you know, I honestly, I don't really know what the heck Lath does. Uh, you know, Kenny's more on the wholesale side and like he talks about, he tries to get realtors to refer him stuff. I think what makes me different than honestly, most people like even nationwide is that we do everything, you know, like we fix and flip high volume, probably top three in Vegas in terms of volume. Um, we wholesale, you know, we have rentals, we have Airbnbs, we have, you know, the brokerage, mm -hmm. you know, I don't really know of anyone in Vegas that does all of those things like at a decent, not just like, Hey, I've got one rental, like, yeah. you know, so when we get a property, we can really decide what's the best route for this. Like we were talking about earlier, if we get an in-house deal, you know, we'll blast it out and just see, test mm -hmm. the waters. Like, okay, you know what, if we can make 10, 15 on this as a wholesale, we'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Nobody wants it. We can only make five. We'll flip it. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the other part is, I get to be everyone's best friend that way because the wholesalers know I buy mm -hmm. and I buy a lot from the wholesalers. Like I would say I buy six a month from wholesalers wow. in Vegas. And then they know I sell too the other flippers. So mm. the flippers are like, Hey, you know, whatever deals you don't want or whatever, you know, sell them to us. Yeah. And so I get to befriend everyone. Cause you know, wholesalers, like they kind of, it's like, oh, how can you even help me? You can't help me, like mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And flippers are like, oh, cause you're always competing for the wholesalers deals. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm like in the middle and I'm like, hey, I can make money with both of you, I don't care. Right. So, and then, oh, you're an agent, you want, you know, whatever, you can join my brokerage, that's cool. Yeah. So like, I can befriend everyone. And then you look at Airbnb and rentals as other exit strategies, is that, did I get that right? Yeah. So you get a property that's presented to you, you look at it, this could be a wholesale, this could be a flip, this could be a rental property yeah. for your buy and hold. Yeah, for me personally, yeah. Yeah, and this could be an Airbnb for you. Not in Vegas. I, oh. I do Airbnbs in Big Bear um, because Vegas is so restrictive. The rules in Vegas are crazy with Airbnb. What, like how so? Because the casinos want you staying on the casino. And so they've changed the rules so bad. Like one rule is you can't have a vacant house in Airbnb anymore. You have to live there and you can only do like your rooms, okay? You can only have, um, 
an Airbnb can't be within 660 feet of another one. So if somebody, <laughs> if your next door neighbor already did it, you're never going to get one yeah. legally. Wow. So people do it illegally, but that's the, like, I ain't trying to like deal with all this drama. Yeah. You know, in Big Bear, where I do my Airbnbs, there's no hotel, like there's a shortage of housing. Mm -hmm. They need it for their economy. Yeah. And it's a vacation town. There ain't no casinos trying to get them on the strip. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I do it where it's friendly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So when do you decide? Cause this is something that, uh, we talked about also offline is that I'm a reluctant flipper, right? Like mm -hmm. I'll buy anything. When we talk to homeowner, like when you make them an offer, like we're going to perform or we're going to sell it. One of those two things can happen. We'll never like walk away. Yeah. So, but we flip reluctantly and our margins we look at is if we can make five wholesale or 20 flip, we'll just take the five wholesale. I'm the opposite. So yeah. what is your rule <laughs> for that? So here's my new model. Um, last year, I was not a wholesaler. Last okay. year, I literally bought every deal we did and I bought every wholesaler's deal and every MLS deal, whatever. Like honestly, even up until like the beginning of last year, I didn't know what dispositions was. I was like, what is disposition? Like I was asking my buddy Tyson, I'm like, what is a dispositions manager? He's like, that's the person that sells deals. I'm like, why? Like, I just buy them all. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, you don't need it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I feel really stupid like admitting that, but it's true. And mm -hmm. it goes back to the point of you don't need to know everything. Yeah. Because it didn't apply to me. Right. I didn't need one. And so last year, right, the, the, the market went crazy. It was on the up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And it, so it's like, I'm buying every single deal because, you know, this deal right now might be worth 20 grand more by the time I flip it. And I mm -hmm. was right, like a lot. Yeah. And so around September, October, I realized like the economy was like flatlining. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what, we, we need to diversify. Like sales are way down. We're not selling as many flips. And so I said, let's start wholesaling some of these homes. And it was the biggest blessing because it definitely helped with the cash flow situation, you know, because with as a flipper, you don't know when you're going to get your cash back. You mm -hmm. know, even when you're not, you know, putting your money into deals, you still end up going over budget. You still have taxes, insurance, and all these things overhead. And so cash is always going out until it comes back in mm -hmm. months later. And so wholesaling turned out to be a great thing to balance our cash flow. And so I started that late in the year. And then um, this year I said, you know what? you know, the market is kind of flat. It's not going up or down. So I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to diversify my risk and not be holding 70 properties at a time. Yeah. So here's how I'm going to operate. Any deal a wholesaler gives me, I'll just buy it straight up. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to co-wholesale it, you know, just because I know like it's big out here with Keegley and all them and we just talk with him. But in Vegas, it's like you, you co-wholesale and you're a daisy chainer. They, they're like, dude, I don't want to deal with you, mm -hmm. you know? And so I want to maintain my relationship with these guys. Like, all right, he's going to be buying it and flipping it. So anything I get from them, I buy it. Anything we self-generate, whether it's through our direct marketing or the MLS, mm -hmm. we'll blast it out no matter what. I will not buy it before we blast it out. Mm -hmm. And then from there we decide, oh, we can only get five. Like the said, we're the opposite. Well, we only get five, I'm buying it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can get 20. All right, we'll sell it. Yeah. Um, if you can get 20 on the wholesale, mm -hmm. you'll sell it. No, not 20, but um, I would say our minimum would be like 10. 10. If we can't make at least 10, then Never I'd rather just flipping. buy it. Gotcha. Unless it's just a property that I don't want. For yeah. what, you know, it's like, dude, this property is like too big of a job 
or maybe it's like, I don't like expensive homes personally. So maybe it's a really expensive home. I'm like, hmm. dude, no matter what, I'm not buying it. So, so <laughs> we'll sell it for whatever we can get. What's the price range at your target? For me, I love the sub 250. Yeah. Um, I love entry level homes because you're not competing with new builds, you know, yeah. cause there's nationwide a shortage of entry level and affordable housing. And so if you get like a 300,000 plus home, you're competing with new builds. I don't want to, my flips can't compete with a new build, yeah. you know? You, well, you pick your, all your own stuff and whatever. So if I'm in the 200s, you can't buy a new build for 200,000. Yeah. So who are you going to if you need a move and ready home? Like I'm the only supplier. So right. it's like, you're either gonna buy my home, you know, for top value, or you're gonna go buy, you know, a piece of crap for less. Mm -hmm. And that's the choice you gotta make yeah. as a buyer. Gotcha. Uh, so we got some questions here from uh, YouTube. Uh, Chris Norman wants to know, what was the best method for you to build a buyer's list? Um, you know, it's kind of weird because in Vegas, there's really not that many like volume buyers. I mean, I could give you the top five and they're going to buy 80% of the deals, mm -hmm. to be honest. And yeah. so it's not really like a huge thing here in Vegas, but, um, you know, Sean Bob, who you met, he does our dispo now and he attends meetups. He, um, you know, goes on Facebook groups, he goes and you know, just networks and does all that stuff. <laughs> Ironically, you know, we have buyers or not buyers, we have wholesalers who, you know, they'll send me a deal and then they'll CC every buyer on it. And I'm like, all right, Sean Bob, go take all these buyers' names. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's funny, dude. I'm like, this is like so careless. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, you know, those are ways you can do it. Um, another way is, you know, if you are on every wholesaler's list, you know, look up who bought the property after, you know, it sells. All right. And you'll see who they're selling to. It's super simple. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, he wants to know, did you buy most of your properties off the MLS or at a courthouse auction? I've never bought at the auction. Never once. Um, a lot of people used to ask that because that was like the biggest way to buy properties, mm -hmm. the easiest. Um, they're just such terrible deals that I didn't, I don't even waste my time. Terrible deals is other people are bidding it too high? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, so I always focus my time on the MLS and just meeting wholesalers. Like yeah. if I can go meet wholesalers and be a resource to them, I'm going to get more deals. But, um, you know, it's funny when I started, I didn't have a lot of money. You know, I needed all my money for my down payment. Mm -hmm. And so also no one ever taught me how to market. So, and I never followed up. Even when I was a realtor, I never had a CRM or anything. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I pretty much, was like, well, how do I get deals for free? And the MLS was the only way I knew how. I was yeah. like, in fact, I can get paid to get this deal because I get my commission. Right. And so <laughs> um, I just really honed my skills on the MLS and that was how I got the majority of my first deals. And then in like 2016, when I realized what a wholesaler was, I was like, these guys do all the work for you? This is tight. And so <laughs> uh, I loved it. I was yeah. like, where do I find these guys? Right. And so like, I was calling bandit signs, I was going to meetups and I was meeting all these guys. And then, um, you know, I just started meeting them all and they sent me deals and I buy them and it was great. Um, so how much of your operation is wholesale? How much of it's flipping? I would say like 70 to 75% flip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what does your organization look like today? So with all the companies, um, you know, mainly I have five companies. There's wholesale, flipping, the brokerage, education, and uh, my rentals. And so like on the flipping side, 
all I have are two project managers. You know, they do everything with the properties. They go see them, they go bid them, you know, they handle all the repair requests, they check on them, all that stuff. And so those guys are on salary and um, they do a great job. My dad is one of them. So it's awesome being able to work with him. Um, I have my sister who's pretty much my right hand on everything I do. Mm -hmm. You know, she handles wholesaling, flipping, everything. As you'll, like in my company, we're small, but everyone has multiple hats. You know, you don't need like dedicated hats, even at a high level, like we're doing, like so many people want to, okay, he only does this. He only does, like people can wear multiple hats. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on the flipping side, that's it. Like all you need is a couple project managers and like a transaction coordinator essentially. Mm -hmm. And so um, on the wholesaling side, Noel, once again, she helps with that. And um, I have Sean Bob, who you met, he does dispositions and, you know, texting and like, Honestly, I don't really know what he does half the time. He'll he'll tell you more than me. Yeah. Um, and then we have my guy Michael, who is pretty much like our head acquisitions guy. So he's he's great on the phones and all that. And then we've got two leads managers um, who, you know, just follow up with leads all day. And then um, this isn't really kind of in office, but I also have like probably five or six of my realtors from the brokerage who are actively being trained by us once a week. Um, to door knock, cold call on their own. And you know, when they get a deal, we partner with them and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So um, they're not in the office, but they're out there doing stuff. Yeah. And um, so that's the wholesaling side. On the brokerage, like I said, I've got my partner who lists all of our flips. So I'm hands off with that. I let him handle all the negotiations and all that. And um, you know, we got about 50 agents now, so it's great. Um, education. I need to do a better job at that. I don't really yeah. promote it too much, but um, you know, I've got my book, which mm-hmm. has helped a lot of people, and a course, and our Facebook group that you're in. So, you know, that doesn't take a lot of time. Yeah. And then, um, rental-wise, I've got about 30 units, and you know, I've got property manager that does them all. You guys do property management at your at your brokerage? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want to get in that business. <laughs> I don't think there's any industry that's hated more. Uh, on, on the pro- than property managers because you get you get crap from the landlord and the tenant. No one likes you. <laughs> they're they're equivalent to umpires in baseball. Like yeah, n- no team likes you. Right. You're always wrong. Always wrong. Yeah. Uh, the best example because I was dealing with someone that was coming from property management. She's like, anytime the refrigerator breaks, landlord's like, uh, tenant's like, someone's got to pay for my food. Yeah. Landlord's like, go deal with it yourself. You guys eat it. Like just. Yeah. Landlord's like, you need to fix your fridge. You yeah. broke it. Right. It's just always, always a lose-lose. <laughs> um, so uh, Fasha Zellin wants to know, are you marketing to distressed owners or are you just focusing on realtors and wholesalers? So we do our own direct marketing now. Like I said, um, up until 2018, I never marketed. Mm-hmm. And so 2018 was the first year we did it. And honestly, I just like figuring crap out, you know, just throwing stuff against the wall. And somehow we were getting deals. Like I look back now a year and a half later, I'm like, I don't even know how we got deals doing what we were doing, Mm -hmm. honestly. And so that once again goes to show, like just take action and things will happen. And you'll realize later, like, wow, I was an idiot. (laughs) And so um, uh, as far as distressed sellers now, yeah, like we on our direct to seller um, front, you know, we go after all the same motivations other people go after, you know, we do the NODs, the um, NOSs, the, you know, high equity, all these things guys do, we do. Um, there's really no secret sauce. I think what it comes down to is your sales team. That's mm-hmm. what I've realized over a year and a half of marketing is like, people are so focused on the marketing channel 
and they forget the other half of sales. And mm-hmm. the sales channel is far more important than the marketing channel. Like if you can't convert all these dollars you're spending, what's the matter? All right. And so, yeah, that's really like the big revelation I have is like, you need to work on sales skills. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, Kareem wants to know, are all your agents flippers? No, no. Um, I would say maybe five to 10% actually flip, mm-hmm. you know, another five. 10% wholesale. Um, but I think the majority of our agents want to, you know, that's eventually a goal. And that's it's why they're at your broker. That's why they're there, you know? Um, but it, it always, it's not like they want to scale and like do something crazy. It's just like, if I could do one a year, cool. Like that's a lot of money. Right. Right. Uh, and then Kevin Saunders wants to know what would your, how would your strategy change if the market goes down? So <clears throat> that's another thing we were talking about. That's something I'm, uh, definitely preparing for. And I don't know what the, F- the Fed made the announcement today. And I think I saw that they plan not to change, change rates, which is good. That's something people need to watch because last year, you know, like I was saying back in um, September, October, they announced, hey, we're going to raise rates. Mm-hmm. And then in Vegas, we went from like 4,000 sales a month to like 1,500. It just, people were like, F it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. And uh, so I'm, I'm closely watching what the Fed's doing what our inventory is, um, you know, I'm just trying to keep a really close pulse because man, when things change, you gotta be ready, Yeah. you know, cause as a flipper, there's a lot of risk. Well, that's where I think most of the risk is. Oh yeah. The wholesalers don't get it because right. they, they just wholesale homes and they get their quick buck and they're good. And that's mm-hmm. cool. We wholesale too, but I've been on the other side, like even last year where, you know, we have all these properties we're expecting to sell in four months and then they take eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. And now we lose money. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, all right, you know, I just went through that where, you know, I lost a lot of money because, you know, when you're doing a high volume and you have, you know, say 50 properties that take five more months to sell than you think, do the math. Right. You're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Now, granted in 2019, we've been pretty good. Haven't lost any money on any deals in 2019, buying more conservative. And that's why I was saying like last year we bought about 140 homes this year, I have no desire to do that. Like I will probably buy 80 to a hundred, um, because I want to be safer with our deals and hedge my risk. And if we go into the winter and something happens again, I'm not as exposed. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Great. They're going to sell and (laughs) you know, no, no love lost and we'll continue. But I think, man, we're at the point where something's going to happen. Uh, so uh, Hart wants to know, are you doing anything with low equity, uh, creative financing? Yeah. So, um, I actually just had this, uh, meeting with the guys on Monday cause they were like, well, how do we do sub twos and this and that? I'm like, there's a lot of value in sub twos. Mm-hmm. Like if you can do them, there are people who will pay retail for them because they can't get a loan. Yeah. And so even if it's low equity and it cash flows a lot, you know, great. Like we, we just got one last week where the mortgage is 770 bucks and it rents for 1400 and there's not a lot of equity in it, but who cares? All right. Who cares? Yeah. And so if I keep it as a rental, great. If I can wholesale it, like I said, make 15, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that too. Right. And somebody, would you pay retail for that? If you had a loan that good? Hell yeah, I'd pay that. Yeah. So there's a lot of money to be made in creative finance deals where other people walk, oh, they owe too much. Mm-hmm. Well, 
that's actually pretty good. In the creative finance world, owing too much can actually be a good thing because you have must, less money out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Because if your seller says, hey, I want to walk away with five grand, but you know, whatever, and it's too thin. Well, let me rephrase that. Let's say your seller wants 250 and they owe 245. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I only got to come out of pocket five grand. Let's say they want 250, but they owe 200. Now you got to come out of pocket 50 grand. Yeah. So it makes the sub two less appealing, mm-hmm. you know, but if you only got to come out of pocket five grand, you're going to cash flow 600 bucks. Yeah. That's good. It's very good perspective. Uh, Matt wants to know what's your best marketing channel in Vegas? <clears throat> For us, man, we've been cold calling since day one when we started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were talking about this. Like, I had in house cold callers, and, uh, you know, we had like six guys in house, and we, we got deals. And, but man, it just frustrated me watching people in house because, you know, guys weren't working and this and that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, like, we couldn't play ping pong because there wasn't enough space. And so <laughs> there's a lot of reasons I didn't like it. So uh, now we're just virtual. And, uh, you know, we got some Filipinos. I got to rep my people, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, you know, they, they do good. It's, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, the crazy, like everyone cold calls at this mm-hmm. point, but, um, you know, we're doing some texting. Um, I've tried everything. Like right now we're in the process of trying PPC for the first time. It sucks. We haven't got anything. You know, we tried direct mail for three months. Didn't get anything. I even bought some billboards. We didn't get anything. Oh, yeah. Billboards is rough. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it didn't get anything. And, uh, I even went back to try newspaper ads again Mm -hmm. from my, you know, when I started and, uh, you know, haven't got anything, but, Consistently, we've always gotten deals from cold calling and texting and um, door knocking too. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Like my guys I was telling you about who door knock, I mean, we get a couple of deals every month from door knocking. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That won't cost you a dollar. That's the best part about all these. Yeah. That their uh, cost per lead are very low. Yep. And you don't have to sign a contract. Yep. Right. Super easy. Are you doing billboards, radio, TV? Oh my gosh. You got to sign contracts on top of the ex- high expense. Yeah, dude. I'm not about that. Uh, Christian Samoyoy wants to know, can you see yourself ever going 100% wholesaling? Absolutely not. Um, I think because A, I don't really like the wholesaling game as much because I'm not really a marketer. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly, <laughs> looking at KPIs and stuff, I stop looking at it. Like if you talk to my guys, they'll be like, no, he's not going to look at Podio. Like he don't even know how to log in. Yeah. To, to the honest truth, I've maybe spent an hour on Podio in my life because I look at it and my mind just like, I'm like, what am I even looking at right now? It's, yeah. so, it's like so ugly. And um, <laughs> so I, I really don't like the wholesaling aspect. I like, you know, relationship aspect of like, oh, hey, Steve, the, the realtor, you want to do a deal? Mm-hmm. Tight. Right. Steve, the wholesaler, I'll buy all your deals all day. Mm-hmm. And like, I look at it as like, Honestly, because we have the, the back end system built with, you know, fixing them up and everything, like to me, it looks like free money. As mm-hmm. long as I make a decision, like a good decision, like, oh, you're just giving me this for free. Cool. Right. You know, why would I ever stop doing that? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jordan Caps wants to know if you're in any other markets. Um, just Big Bear. That's where I've got my Airbnbs. Uh, we've got five Airbnbs up there and um, two we're working on right now. I'm actually selling a flip tomorrow up there. So um, we've done some flips up there, Airbnb. I like it, man, because- How far is that for you? Three and a half. Okay. Yeah, so it's super close. I'm actually going there Friday 
to furnish our, our newest one. Um, I love it for many reasons. One, because I like vacation there. Is, mm-hmm. Have you ever been? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think, I think that's where we went for snowboarding. Okay. Just like north of uh, Orange County, northeast of Orange County. Uh, northeast. Yeah. 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 So it's like two hours from LA. Yeah. And so I love it because A, it, it cash flows really well. And people from Arizona go, people from Cali go, people mm-hmm. from Vegas go. It's just a, a quick little trip for everyone. Yeah. So I, the location is prime. Um, the second thing I like is I'm so used, to, and you guys are too in Phoenix, like high competition on mm-hmm. every deal. Like, you know, oh, you've talked to five people already. Great. Like, <laughs> how do I differentiate myself from you? And right. so um, in Big Bear, they're like, no one's ever called me. Cool. Like, you want to buy my house? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but still, I we honestly don't even market that much up there because mm-hmm. you have the other problem of no one buys, you know? So, like, if you are wholesaling, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Who do you sell to? You're going to sell to me. Yeah. But <laughs> honestly, you are because I've had many people, wholesalers, because they just know I buy up there and they're mm-hmm. like, do you want this? And I'm like, no, that deal sucks. Like, because right. if I'm going to buy in Big Bear, it's got to be super deep. Yeah. Because what, what was what defines super deep? Uh, so the one I just bought that we're rehabbing, I paid 154. We're putting 70 grand into it. It's a big rehab. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worth like 320. So basically 100k spread. Yeah. Um, I'm keeping it though. And then um, like the other one I just bought for 270. We're putting 35. It's worth like 430. Mm-hmm. So like I need a giant spread to do a deal there because I'm not doing volume. You know. Right. I'm not trying to like. I can't. There's just no contractors up there, honestly. So it's super hard to scale. Um, so that's why- And it's a lot more expensive in California than Vegas. Yeah, Cali's more expensive. Finding workers is hard. Well, I'm talking about just, yeah, just finding workers yeah. in California. I think it's like almost double compared to Arizona. Yeah, but Big Bear is kind of different because it's so small. Like it's yeah. kind of like the boonies with, okay. you know, they're, they're just like, oh, you, like they want work, you know, because mm-hmm. there's just not people <laughs> buying homes. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it has its pros and cons with no competition. Right. That know? makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so then how much are you guys spending monthly on marketing then? Right now we've got six cold callers in the Philippines. Um, you know, that costs like probably 4,000 a month. And, um, you know, we do some texting, not a lot. I don't even know what, it, I can't imagine it's more than a thousand bucks. And we're trying the PPC right now which is my budget's like 10,000 on it. I just really want to try it, but they're not even spending it. He's like testing it and stuff. And really? Yeah. Dude, I can burn through 10,000 so fast here. He, I hired a company to do it. Right. And they're just like, yeah, you know, we're going to test it and see this and that. And, um, I haven't got any leads from like, well, I've got a lead, but I haven't got no deals from it. Yeah. And when uh, I, when I, when I waved the white flag last year, yeah, I was, spent, I, I was budgeting 9k a month. Okay. For PPC. Yeah. And I said, this is just, this is just it sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you I, have to, you have to do a deal every single month for it to be worth it. Yeah. And there's no guarantee you're doing a deal every single month. Yeah. But I think the thing too, for us that skews it is like, so that deal where you're only going to make, you know, 2000 bucks, I can flip it and make 20. Mm-hmm. Now my ROI is great. Right. So, uh, it's a little different as a flipper. And I actually had another flipper tell me that he's like, honestly, PPC might work for you. Mm-hmm. Like we're not getting big spreads on PPC as a wholesaler, but you'll find flips that work. Right. And so, um, I don't know, I'm going to give it another month. And if it doesn't, I'll just cut it off. Yeah. 
So to answer the question right now, probably like 10. My yeah. idea is to keep it around 10. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that uh, we don't talk a lot about on the, on this show, but you know, I can't remember which Facebook group you and I were both ta- uh, commenting on. Mm-hmm. We were talking about profitability. And mm-hmm. profitability is something that's super important to you. Yeah. So what is your target targeted profitability in, in all your operations? So with me, I try and stay as lean and efficient as possible because yeah. like, like we were talking about, when I started, I was a one-man show, flipping, not spending any marketing dollars. I was running 100% profit. I didn't have an office or anything. Yeah. And so I'm used to that. I'm like, oh man, if like I'm not making near 100%, this is not like a good thing. <laughs> and so um, when I started diving into what wholesaling was, I, I originally thought like most people, I'm like, damn, that dude just made 50 grand. Mm-hmm. But he really didn't, yeah. right? Like, you know, I think t- from who I've talked to, like the most profitable wholesale companies might net 30, 40%. I don't know what you've heard. I hear it's a lot higher. Yeah. I, hear, I hear it's more than 50 because of the margins. Got right? it. Like if your target, if your margins are 15 to 20, yeah, then it's realistic to get north, north of 50. Yeah. But yeah, if your margins are like, 10. Yeah. But I'm really talking tough. like at a, a really high level when you're spending. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're I'm not talking the $10,000 level. Yeah. 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 We're talking like the people running massive operations. I don't know what their true profitability is. I've never seen a PL. Yeah. Yeah. On a big company. Yeah. So I think like for a big company, let's just say, you know, they're running 30, 40%, like to make a million dollars, you got to, you know, do like two and a half million. Yeah. That's a lot of wholesale fees. That's a lot of wholesale fees. Or like as a flipper, I can go buy 50 deals, you know, mm-hmm. and like I'll for sure net a million dollars. Yeah. And so to me, it's like the flipping has such higher profitability, you mm-hmm. know, because my overhead is just basically the, the eight grand a month I pay my property managers and that's it, you know, yeah. because the profit is built into the flips, you mm-hmm. know, PL. Yeah. You know, or not the profit, all the cost. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would say, as far as the flipping side goes, like, Profitability, true net profit. I aim to make twenty thousand a flip. Yeah. That's my aim. Will I take deals where I make fifteen? On occasion, if it's a super safe deal, like a wholesale mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Right, just carpet and paint. Yeah, like okay, I'll just whatever. Um, so I always aim for that. On the wholesale side, that's something I'm still figuring out. Like, what do I want to do? Like at the end of the day, if I spend, you know, ten thousand a month, that's not a lot in terms of like what other guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely run a much leaner operation, but I just need to get more focused with who we're targeting and how we're targeting. Because I've tried that approach. Like, you know, I, your buddy, uh, you know, our buddy, Jared, we were talking, you know, like he's spending sending like, you know, a million texts and uh, you know, doing all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? Jared's sending a million texts. I'm gonna try sending a million texts. And so I had Sean Bob like texting 10,000 people a day. And uh, we got like, we got like shut down by the provider cause he's like, oh, you know, like you can't send this many texts, bro. And yeah. I was like, we, I looked at the results after like a month of doing it. I'm like, we didn't get any more deals. We just mm-hmm. spent more money and we didn't get any more deals. Like, right. and like everyone is all stressed out. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to get through all these leads. I, I think <laughs> the, the difference too though, is that Jared's sending a million texts nationwide. Yeah, true. You're sending a million texts in one market. No, and that's the point I was getting at too, is like when you go to like a higher, yeah, like, hey, I wanna market 30,000 even in a, a market, right? You, you have to go broad. There's yeah. just, you can't go niche trying to market that much. Mm-hmm. 
So you just become less efficient as you go more broad. Right. And so that's the decision like I'm thinking about as well. Hey, if we can get just even four or five deals a month on 10 grand and we're making, you know, 20 on each, just call it because we're either wholesaling it or flipping it. Mm -hmm. One way we're going to make 20, you know, it's like, well, if you can make a hundred grand on 10 grand, you know, granted you've got commissions that you're paying your guys and this and that. So, you know, call it, you're running like 70% profit Mm -hmm. on the wholesale side. So I think that's the, the way I would rather go versus, oh, you know what, let's try and make, you know, X amount of money. Yeah. I don't want to hire people. Me neither. And that's, <laughs> that's, I can tell you the, between running a brokerage and running our traditional real estate team, yeah. you know, spending 38K a month in each operation on the, on the wholesale side, I am freaking cheap. Dude, right? yeah. So we're targeting 70, 75% profitability yeah. in our wholesale business because I don't need any more expenses. I'm good. <laughs> and that's what I think I'm leaning towards too after, because like I said, wholesaling is pretty new to me in terms of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's my my model I'm going for too. And even if it's 50-50, you know, but being lean doing it, I'm good with that, yeah. you know, because I'd rather pay my guys more and do less personally and be good. Right. So, um, yeah, I would say, because you were asking me this before, I think on Facebook, like what's your total monthly nut? Mm-hmm. And between like the wholesaling, you know, like I said, we spend about 10 grand on the flipping side. I've got my um, project managers who make eight. We got our office, which is 2000 bucks, you know, so you got 20 grand there. And then uh, like my brokerage is like six grand a month. So, you know, we're spending like 26, call it 30 for crap I'm not seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, so 30 grand a month's not a big nut for three companies. Yeah. Which are all producing different types of revenue. Yeah. Yeah, I would kill for 30K total <laughs> a month between yeah. all the entities. Uh, all right, so Forrest wants to know, uh, what's your, when you're targeting MLS for finding flips, is there a specific strategy you're using for finding flips on MLS? Yeah, and this is why I wrote the book. I would say just read my book, Flip Your Future, because I talk about all the different ways you can find deals on the MLS. Is that on Amazon? It's on Amazon, yep. All right. Um, and not to be short, but there's like a lot of ways. So. Yeah. Uh, so when you first started fixing and flipping, uh, Killa wants to know, how did you learn to estimate the repair costs? So that's a funny, um, kind of story I discussed in the book too. So when I first started, I don't know why I thought this, but in my mind, I was like, oh, that's 20 K. Like that was just like the go-to number. Uh-huh. It, I didn't even look at square footage or any, <laughs> I'm like, this house is a piece of crap. So probably like 20 grand will fix it. Yeah. And like. You found out very quickly. Yeah, as I started fixing them, I realized it was like costing me deals cause I don't know my numbers. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'd be like, well that one cost 40 grand and uh, I didn't make money. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, that one only cost 10 grand. And like, you know, I could have, or I'll think back on a previous deal that I lost because I overestimated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could have bought that deal. This yeah. is the same house. Right. So um, yeah, it developed over time. And then um, I heard about the the price per square foot way where, you know, 10 bucks a foot, 15, 20, 25. And that actually works pretty good. Like mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how accurate it is. Now granted, like in other markets, it's gonna be different, right? Cali isn't gonna use that, okay? Yeah. So. You just have to take the same concept though and apply it to Cali. It's like, okay, full interior remodel. Okay, Ryan says it's 20 bucks, but here in Cali, it's 40 bucks. Yeah. Okay, we'll just adjust it. And now you know. This is double everything for California. Yeah, pretty much, or New York. Yeah. 
I can't even imagine New York with all with yeah. all the unions. I um, used to have a duplex in Buffalo. Buffalo is cheap, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so what is your why? Man, so when I first started, my why was like to get out of couch flipping, to be honest. It was like, <laughs> hey, I just like, God, give me like something better to do than what I'm doing. This mm -hmm. is not fulfilling. I think the Couch King is a pretty good name. Dude, I'm gonna change my Instagram. <laughs> and so uh, it was strictly that. It was like, how do I get out of this? And uh, you know, I did it and I was like, this is freaking sweet. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I was a one man show for a while. So it was like just pretty much fulfilling me yeah. and my family. Once I got employees and you know, all these other people who depend on me. And once I got on Instagram mm -hmm. and like, you know, started gaining a little bit of a following, um, I realized it wasn't like really all about me. There was a lot of people who a, their families depended on me, you know, making sure we have a successful company. And then B, there's all these people watching me on Instagram who are like really taking it in and like being influenced. Mm -hmm. And um, so I realized like, I need to continue to, to do this at a high level for them and their families so they can, you know, sleep well at night and not stress. But I also need to set a good example for, you know, these people who are watching that I don't even know about mm -hmm. because there's just so many people that are doing it a way that I don't agree with, you know, in terms of like lifestyle and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm all about, like I was saying in the Facebook group, we have the, a saying called raise, right? Relationships, assets, intellect, um, spirituality, and exercise. Like I'm trying to be balanced in all of those things mm -hmm. because most people are not. You know, yeah. most people are just strictly workaholics and like mm -hmm. they neglect their family to make a dollar. They neglect their faith to go pursue the dollar. They, their health is terrible, you know? Yeah. And life's not about that, man. It's not about like making more money. It's about improving your life. Mm -hmm. Life is not just about money. And so I'm just trying to show that with my Instagram, uh, like, Hey, look, this is like what I do every day. Just yeah. so you guys really can see it. like. I'm exercising every day. I'm going to church. I'm working, doing my thing. I'm spending time with my family. Like, you know, I'm trying to better myself and learn and, you know, and just try and live that balanced life so that people can, you know, see that like, oh man, he's not like, you know, these other guys who just like, are just all about work, 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 yeah. make money. Well, and that's something that I can say coming from the corporate world, right? Yeah. Like you see these guys working crazy hours and we're always like, as an, as an employee back at Intel, I was like, why are these guys working so freaking hard? Yeah. You know, like they're making the same no matter how hard they work. <laughs> so yeah, if they're on salary, then the only thing we can come up with, like they must hate their family. Like <laughs> that's the only Something. reason why they're working so damn hard. But to hit on your other point, you're talking about exercise. You were talking about how you hate running. Yeah. I personally hate running. I really? don't enjoy running. I've hated running. I fought it my whole life. <laughs> Why'd you start doing it? Because the doctor said I was getting too fat. <laughs> Doctors like you need to work out, you need to exercise. Like uh, quit eating them donuts. They're delicious. Um, <laughs> but the doctor is like, if you don't change your habits, you yeah. know, you're not gonna live as long a life. And you know, yeah, you've got one kid, I've got three. Yeah, and like you know, we're working hard, but if we can't spend it later on, yeah, like why are we working? What's the point? Yeah, they're not. Well, I'm not even gonna be there for them. Yeah, and that was the point. Like. You know, obviously I do that stuff on Instagram so people can see it. Mm -hmm. And then like, that's why I created the Facebook group because there's a ton of Facebook groups dedicated to wholesaling, dedicated to building business. But I haven't seen any that are dedicated to like, hey, 
let's have like an actual balanced life where people are talking about these things that no one talks about in groups. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, if anyone wants to be a part of it, it's the Future Flipper Facebook group. So, yeah, awesome. It's a great book. Uh, it's a great group. I'm in it. Um, and then, what is your biggest struggle right now? Um, biggest struggle. I would say, like I said, the wholesaling piece of it, man. I legit hate like Podio and like uh, <laughs> like picking new marketing and looking at K. I le- I hate it, dude. And yeah. um, I'm really trying to figure out like because I don't like to delegate things unless I fully understand it. Mm-hmm. And so <sighs> I can't really pawn it off yet until I understand it. And so we're grinding through it, learning and trying to get better at it every day because I know you know, it's it's such a good stream of income. But that's such a key piece, right? Like you want to understand it before you delegate. It. And yeah. you see it so many times in the, in these other uh, Facebook groups. Yeah. Wholesale is like, how do I find a caller? How do I find a caller? It's like, you need to pick up the phone. Yeah. And call. Yeah. And deal with this crap yeah. before you delegate it. So you want to understand it. It's uh, the in a different coaching program I'm in, they call it abdication versus delegation. Mm-hmm. And to be, too many people just give it up. Yep. Well, understanding it. So. And I'm guilty of that. Like yeah. when we first started, I was like, freaking call people and get deals. <laughs> and no deals can't. I'm like, I don't get it. Why can't you get deals? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I finally, I took a step back. I'm like, okay, I need to actually immerse myself. So yeah. I went on appointments for a week. I went and like played for Podio for like five minutes and like looked at it. <laughs> but then like I was talking to our leads guy. I'm like, tell me how a lead is processed. Like what's the, what's the formula? And they're like, oh, you know, I answer it, then he answers it. I'm like, how? Like, I didn't even understand there, but they had figured it out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at, I'm like, well, why don't we do it this way? And they're like, oh yeah, that'd probably be a better way. Right. And it's just like, I don't know these things unless I'm actually in it. Yeah, you can't off, you can't help. No, and it, it's tough when you come from the other side of everybody just gives you deals. Hey, Ryan, you want a deal? Here's wholesale. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, thanks. And now you're trying to create deals and it's like, this is a whole different beast in itself. Yeah. Uh, what is your superpower? Superpower, man. Um, man, I think it's like that balance, like you talked about, like, I think, um, you know, I have enough discipline not to like get caught up with all this other stuff, like in expectations of other people. Like we were talking about, you know, uh, people give you crap for drinking a, a little fruity drink at the the bar. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ryan and I were talking beforehand, like I can't drink something at the bar unless it's got an umbrella in it. Yeah, I'm like, I'll drink that, I don't care. Like I don't care about people's expectations. And uh, we were making fun of like Sean Bob's coffee that he was drinking. Yeah, like this whipped cream. I'm like, I'll drink that, whatever. You know, I'm not afraid to like make fun of myself and like yeah. be comfortable in my own skin. And so, um, it, it goes with the same thing of, you know what? I don't care if I, you know, don't have a super nice car. Mm-hmm. Granted, I have one right now. You know, I've got a nice Lexus, but before that, before this year, when my son was born, I drove for like six years straight in a car that had a hundred thousand plus miles. And I was making a lot of money before that, mm-hmm. but I could care less what people think. You know, yeah. I lived in a house that was way, you know, below my means. And, you know, I've got a nicer house now cause it was a good deal, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's just like so many people have this like feeling of like, man, I've got to, I've got to prove to people this or that and keep up with the Joneses. I got to keep up with the Joneses. Like I love the book, the millionaire next door. Have you ever mm-hmm. read it? Yeah. It's a great book. I love it because man, like so, that's the downfall of so many people is the expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And I think there's uh, absolute truth, right? I mean, we're connected uh, more on social media 
and I see what you're doing and the message out there. So I think definitely the balance. Yeah. You're living it. Um, so I'm going to ask you for your last thought before we do that. Uh, guys, if you want a copy of our assignment contract, uh, the stuff that we put in there with a lot of teeth, text assignment to 345-345. And next Wednesday, we got Antonio Edwards coming in for the show. Um, if someone wanted to uh, reach you, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, best ways through Instagram, um, All Star Investor. I'm also on Facebook, just Ryan Pineda. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you want to join our Facebook group, like we're talking about, and other things I've got going, you can go to ryanpineda.com. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. So if you like this show, you know, please share this episode right now. Subscribe. Uh, let other people know about it. Uh, so last thoughts. My last thoughts? Yep. Uh, I don't know. What do Any you message, something that people just need to hear or something that, you know, you're, you're, you're saying a lot to other people. You know, I think the biggest thing, okay, last thought would be this. Um, a lot of people want to like do big things and scale and like, you know, they're gonna watch this interview right now and be like, okay, like I wanna flip a hundred homes or whatever. Like, don't think like that. Like you and I were talking about this. Do not let anyone else like place undue expectations on you or influence on like what your business should look like, okay? Like I know there's a lot of people who have successful businesses by themselves and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. There are people I've seen make millions of dollars with three people. And then there are people who have 20, 30, 40, 50 employees and they make millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Like don't think you have to be like him or like me or like someone else, you know, do what's right for your family, your situation and everything like that because, yeah. you know, not everyone fits in the same box, you know? I think like when I teach people, I try and say, tell me your situation. How much money do you have? How much experience do you have? And just be straight up. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what you have. Here's what I would do in your current situation, you yeah. know? I saw it so much in baseball, like with hitting coaches and everyone, like they try and teach their philosophy on hitting. Like, hey, your swing needs to be like this mm -hmm. or you're not gonna make it. <laughs> and you watch the major leagues and everyone's got a different swing. Uh, yeah. yeah. No one has- No one has the, the same swing. The, the, the fundamental swing. Yeah, everyone's got their style and yeah. what works for them. And so it's the same with real estate. You don't need to be a wholesaler. You don't need to be a flipper or whatever. Like you don't need a giant operation. You need to figure out what works for you and what makes you happy mm -hmm. and what's going to be best for your life as a whole, not for making the most money. Yeah. I think that's a great message. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was an incredible show. Oh. Appreciate it. Yeah.